Welcome to Boundless Love Podcast. Here it's all about next level approach to love, relationships, and sex. I'm your host, Sofia Sundari. Hello, beautiful listeners. So today's episode will be a powerful extension of everything else I've ever talked about. It will be specifically about leadership and about this type of leadership, which is not the conventional leadership, where it's like you are the leader who leads followers and you are the leader because you feel like everybody else needs you to be a leader or else world will fall apart or your company will fall apart. Or it's like this conventional kind of leadership where we feel like others are dependent on us and that's why we are leaders. I want to talk about a different type of leadership surrendered leadership, what I call, or awakened leadership, where the game is completely different. It's not about being the rescuer for anybody. It's not about leading followers. It's not about believing that you need to tell people what to do or else they will fall apart. It's something completely different. Before we dive in, I want to say that this episode is sponsored by my upcoming program called In Service to Love. This program is for people who were born to lead and it is for people who are specifically interested in cultivating their soul-centered leadership. This program is an invitation to step into your brightness and share your true gift with the world and find true fulfillment and true success by doing so. So this program begins on... The 7th of September, it will be run live, but it is also possible to tune in with the replays. So if it's up your alley, please go ahead to my website, www.sofiasundari.com, and you'll find all the details there. So I remember in my life the time when I was just like a normal person, ordinary person, just doing my ordinary life, trying to find some kind of purpose, some kind of meaning to my life and looking in different places. I didn't even know obviously that I was looking for a purpose, but I was looking for something. I wanted to feel happy. I was looking for happiness. I wanted to feel fulfilled. I was looking for a sense of connection, joy in my life. And in the society where I grew up, in Russia, in Moscow, the path to success seems to be through a really good education. So there was no question I needed to go to uni and I needed to study something that was supposed to make me smart and successful. So I figured, as well as a 15-year-old, that's when you're supposed to make a decision in Russia about your future vocation, <laughs> As a 15-year-old, I didn't find anything better than to choose the most prestigious university of Russia and to choose a profession which seemed to be, <laughs> which I was really far away from. But this profession, I didn't need to pass math exam to study that. So that's why I chose that. That was my thinking, really. So because I was so bad at math in school, so I was looking for something where you don't have to pass math. I was really interested in psychology. I loved psychology, but to go to study psychology, 
I needed to pass math exam. So that was the reason why I did not go is actually something that now in hindsight I can say that that was a calling of a soul. I was interested in humans, in connection, in relationships, in understanding myself and understanding where I came from, who I am. And psychology in the kind of modern world, in the conventional world is the science that comes the closest to that. So I ignored that and I really did my best to really study super well for the exams. I really went in full power to prepare for my exams. It was very difficult to pass those exams. There was a huge competition and I made it. Then in the uni, there were two camps of people. (laughs) There were those fancy kids and there were those who studied a lot, those nerds. So I was trying to fit in with either of those and I really could not because I was certainly not a nerd. I was not good with studies. I was not good at school. I was not good in uni either besides my favorite subjects, which were philosophy and psychology. In those, I was really thriving. But everything else, I was just not interested in those things that I was meant to learn. (laughs) I didn't want to learn them. I just thought that I had to learn them. That's what I was told. And I also didn't really fit with the fancy kids because with them, they were all from very wealthy families. Many of those kids were driving Porsches and wearing very expensive brands because their parents were very wealthy. And there was a lot of this sense of that your worth was kind of dependent on how much money you had and how you could show off that worth. And I really tried to fit into that, but it really didn't work because it was just not my jam. Then when I finished the uni, finally, I was so happy to be done with the studies. Oh my God. (laughs) Then at my job, I was in my first job. I, that's where I met my my really important friend that I spoke about in an early episode. And it was a fun environment for us to be together. But then I was surrounded mostly by men in their 40s or 50s. All those men were lawyers and bankers. And I tried to play the game with them. And that was the game of connecting with powerful clients, becoming really good at sales, becoming really good at what I did, becoming very good at law, giving some very intricate, very interesting law schemes about around the taxation and all those things. So I did not fit in there either. It was, I felt way too young, way too immature to even understand this game that they were playing and the excitement that these people were having around making money and succeeding at their jobs. So again, I did not fit in there and (laughs) something that felt like a curse at the time, but later turned out to be a blessing. I got fired from that job. And I think that point where I got fired, that was actually the calling of my soul and the true path of my soul that kicked my butt. And I was just doing everything I could to get fired. (laughs) I was coming really late every day. I was taking some extra days of holidays and doing all and leaving the job earlier not really being a diligent employee. So I was doing everything I could to just get fired, although I didn't realize it. (laughs) So then 
life pivoted and I ended up on the beach in Goa, in India. And I felt so free for the first time in my life. I thought maybe that was my life to just be so carefree, so free and just hang out with hippies on the beach and sing to guitar and discover myself as a yogi and dedicate my life to waking up at sunrise, going for a swim, doing some yoga practice and having this really chill, really calm way of living. But then I got bored pretty quickly. <laughs> Later, I ended up in a yoga school and I considered really to dedicate my life to meditation and to finding the state of enlightenment and being in prolonged meditation retreats because that seemed to be the way to enlightenment. And I was really deeply moved by yoga, all the principles of yoga. But still, the kind of like the normal way of a yogi would be just to be a yogi and dedicate the life to yoga and to self-inquiry. And uh, I really deeply consider that maybe that's my way and to find a way to make a little bit of money here and there and sustain my life, I thought maybe that was it. I really stayed in that inquiry for a while. In the meantime, I also got married. And there was also a part of me that actually really just wanted to be a wife and to have a family and to feel that I'm taken care of by my husband, that I don't need to worry about making my living and that, yeah, like that, I thought that maybe that was my way to fulfillment. So in that relationship, we did not manage to have children. It was not possible for the man I was with. And that basically meant that I was not going to have children in that relationship. And then I thought a bit deeper and I looked again at my life and like, okay, but do I really want to have children or was it just an idea? And I realized that it was an idea. It was an idea because also as a Russian woman, if you don't have children by the age of 25, you're considered to be... Uh, kind of second class, <laughs> kind of not so successful. It means something is really wrong about you and you're doing something really wrong. But then I looked at those beliefs and I saw that they were not mine. So all along in all that search, what was actually going on a bit deeper than the surface, deeper than all that search, deeper than the seek for happiness, for fulfillment, what was going on is that I was pretty much on the verge of depression all the time. Sometimes I would dissociate and numb myself like in the time of my uni and uh, I would go party with my friends and try to fit in with those fancy kids and just forget about how I felt inside. Then I would connect with a bit more creative people and finally feel a bit more at home with them. But then I would look at how the rest of my world was and it was just so sad and I felt I, I, was, I didn't belong. I felt it was not for me. And people were even telling me, like, you must be from a different planet. Like, you really talk different language. You ask different questions. You're like, what, who are you? Like, what are you doing here among us? Like, you must be from somewhere else. And I really got to believe that in a way. And I really got to believe that okay, maybe I'm just not meant to fit in. I would hang out with really unconventional people. I had lots of gay friends. I had artists among my friends. I had creatives, people who had like really deep reach in a world, but we all did not fit in. 
And I kept on doubting myself all along the way. With every decision, with every choice, I kept on doubting. I kept on hesitating. It would take me forever to make decisions. Just about all things in life. Like it, everything was in the question. But then one day something changed dramatically. It changed progressively, really. And I can see that all my life was preparing me for that. But one day... It's like I saw the door. I saw the door through which I could walk. And this door, it felt like once I walked through it, there was everything I wanted. That sense of belonging, that sense of fulfillment, that sense of connection to myself, that sense of connection to my environment, that sense of being myself no matter where I was. And that door, now I call it the door of my dharma. Dharma means the soul calling. Dharma means the supreme purpose of incarnation. Dharma means the creative force of the universe that expresses uniquely through me, through everyone. Yeah, Like there is this profound sense of what is this life for? It's not a purpose. Purpose would be a really limiting way to see this, but it's something much more profound. It's something that is that song of my incarnation, song of your incarnation, your dharma. So um, once this door opened, what happened was incredible because how that happened was that I, first of all, there was a moment when I really tasted my limitlessness. I tasted that I could really be free. And that freedom meant being free from conditioning, being free from those ideas, how I should be, how I should live, how, what kind of woman I should be, how I should look, what should I do, what does it mean, how should I make money, like all those things that we get conditioned by and usually we walk through life without questioning it. There was this point when I, and it was a result of my practice, my meditations, being with incredible teachers. For me, there was a profound moment of meeting Muji, that teacher of non-duality, where I really felt, boo, my limitlessness. Although I've already known all the principles and I've been a yogi and a meditator for many, many years before then, but there came this moment when, boo, it was in 2015. And then I was mind-blown by the potential that opened with that, the possibilities that opened to me as I tasted that. Then I, later on, I met another beautiful teacher, Chameliarda. She really embodies this way of incredible sincerity in her way of being, in her leadership, and the way she carries herself and the way she leads it's just so profoundly her. It's so clearly her. There's no, I don't feel that anybody else there, although of course she was influenced by her own teachers and so on, but I sense her soul in how she is and how she walks her path. And when I met her, that also really created a massive pivot inside of me. It's like I saw an example of what I was yearning for, but I never had anybody to receive this transmission just by being with them. Because everybody around me, although there were lots of teachers and yogis and so on, everybody seemed to 
have an established position which they've created for themselves, but it was not that I really felt that this person is really singing their the song of their soul. And that's what I really received. And from that point on, life took on a whole new meaning. And for the first time ever in my whole entire life, I understood what it is to be fulfilled. And then the, all the teachings started to make sense. Everything I've learned from my most influential teacher of my life, Samuel, everything I learned from him, everything I knew about yoga, anything I knew about nature of reality, everything took on a different meaning because I knew that I have that background of knowledge, the background of experience, but now I get to really live it. So alignment with my dharma pulled me out of this hole of confusion and depression and seeking, seeking, trying to become somebody. And it seemed that it was just an ordinary life with ordinary confusion, maybe a bit different than for most people because I was interested in yoga and spiritual development. So it is quite a different path than most people choose. And I wanted to find myself. There was this ache to find myself. But I know that I am here not for the ordinary. I am here for the extraordinary. I am here to walk the path that was never walked before me because I'm here to walk my path. And this is an extraordinary choice. And I believe that people who are connected to my work, people who are even listening to this podcast, even if you just ended up here somehow spontaneously and it just popped out in your life, I believe that if you are resonating with these words, it is very likely that you are also here for something extraordinary, for something unconventional, for something that is unheard of, for something that is new, that is uniquely you. And tapping into your dharma, aligning with your dharma will be the way to really unlock this deep wisdom that your soul came here with. Every person has a gift. Every person was incarnated with a gift. And it is our responsibility, it is our duty to let that gift unfold and be expressed so that it reaches the world around us, so that it reaches the people who are around us. Imagine waking up in the morning and being filled with joy for the day ahead because you know your life is dedicated to something that is profoundly important to you, to something that has such a deep meaning to you, that something that is that is the song of your soul, something that is like your most intimate expression. It is your most intimate connection and then you are expressing it through your every breath, through your every heartbeat. And you feel honored to walk this path and you know how much inner work it took for you to come to this path and to serve. And to serve not just your customers, not just helping others, not just being a good person, but you serve something that is breathing you in this moment. How would that feel to know that you are aligned with the source of existence and every action you do, every word you say is here in service of that? 
How would it feel to feel that you are supported with every such step and that you are moved and you are carried by grace? Because there is so much support for each of us who chooses to walk this true path of our souls. There's so much incredible support from invisible and visible realms. It's incredible how life turns around when we truly align with the path of our souls. There's just blessings and grace and incredible support that comes from all directions. I believe that there is no better use of this life than to show up for the supreme calling of your incarnation and to serve love with all of you. So this path is available to you. This is your path. This is your true path. It's meant to feel graceful. It's meant to feel harmonious. It's meant to feel expansive. It's meant to feel like you. Sometimes it will be difficult. It's normal. But even those difficulties, you get to recognize them as they are supporting you in serving that which you came here to serve. And even those difficulties, they will become a part of your gift, a part of your medicine. So this path is available for you. And I am so thrilled to be able to support those leaders who are rising into their true path and who are choosing to give their true gift. Not try to replicate that something that was created already and someone else's model of expressing themselves, someone else's business, someone else's way of being, but to find your own unique way. Because this happened to me, because I know how tremendous that was for my life, and that was the only thing that gave me fulfillment. Relationships, the most beautiful friendships, the most beautiful love, the most beautiful sexuality, all of that is so profound and so important for our lives. However, nothing will give us true fulfillment as long as we are not aligned with the true path of our souls as long as we are not aligned with our dharma. So if you feel that you would like to have support on this path, if you would like to have me hold space for you as you are birthing the true you into existence and finding a way to really articulate this vision that is so incredibly important for you, that is so deep in your heart, that is so deep in your soul and you want to give your gift, then I would be really happy to support you with that in my container, which is the um, training that's called In Service to Love. I've created this training, In Service to Love, and I want to empower leaders who are ready to serve love and who want to come to the next level of their leadership. In this container of this course, there will be space for growth, evolution, development, revelation, and manifestation. And through this work, you will be able to manifest your best life, to manifest a life that's beyond your dreams, because really we cannot imagine how beautiful life really is meant to be as long as we are not fully to fit in, in on this path of our true dharma. So you may need to leap in our dharma, our true path of our soul calling requires us to leap, to jump without the parachute, to jump without the safety net. And uh, this course in service to love might be that kind of jump for you. So if you are resonating with that, 
I would love for you to join us. Feel free to check out the details. They're all on my website, www.sofiasundari.com. So thank you so much for tuning in. So if this episode really landed deep for you, if you really felt there was a gem for you, please, please let me know. Please send me an email or find me on social media, send me a message. I would love to know what you have discovered by tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening.